You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nachumsiegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome. It's a Sunday morning. That means it's time for JM Sunday here on the stream. Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsiegel.com, jmandam.org. This is Matis Weingast with you on another great, great Sunday morning, beginning of the week. Hope all is well. Hope you all had a great Shabbos. Rosh Chodesh was yesterday. That means today is the second day in the month of Shvat, 5773. And it's also the 13th day in the month of January, 2013. So we have a big show today. We are uh, going all around the world. And uh, we're starting off uh, with great music, of course. As always, we're going to be doing a lot of Hask music today because tonight is the annual Hask concert taking place. So we'll be playing some music from uh, the different years. 7.30 is Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Immediately following Rabbi Goldwasser, we're scheduled to have Hannah Levi Julian with our news from Israel. And then we're going to England at 8 o'clock for an interview with Mrs. Helen Hyde, who was recently named a dame by the Queen of England for uh, her role in education. And we'll be discussing that with her at 8 o'clock. And then at 8.30, our medical consultant, Dr. Mark Singer, will be joining us, and he'll be discussing the uh, the flu epidemic that's going around and the importance of vaccination. So that's what we're doing here. It's a Sunday. It's a JM Sunday here on the stream at NachumSiegel.com.
by Chaim Yisrael, Garden of Life. That was Began. Garden, get it? Ha! Mitzvah Gadola from Shlomo Simcha, the Miracles album here on a JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. It's 7.15 in the morning Eastern time here on the stream, nachomsegel.com, jm and the am dot o-r-g. And uh, we are very, very happy to be with you this morning. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we have a lot to do this morning. We're going to be getting to some Hask music in just a, a few seconds. I wanted to remind you again, Rabbi Goldwasser coming up at 7.30, and we expect to have our news from Israel right after that. And then at 8 o'clock, an interview with Mrs. Helen Hyde from England. And uh, at 8.30, one of our medical consultants, Dr. Mark Singer, on the topic of the flu and the importance of uh, vaccination. And, of course, great programming all day through the stream here on uh, on the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, you can hear it and tell your friends about it. jmandtheam.org, nachumsegel.com. Don't forget, go to our Facebook page, please. It's called JM Sunday. Just type that in, JM Sunday, and you'll find it. Like the page. 
we're at, uh, we're over 80 now, and we want to get to 100 in the coming weeks. That's a great milestone that we're looking for. Uh, today, by the way, for those following Dafyomi, it's Mesech uh, Shabbos, the 102nd page. So coming up in uh, not too many weeks from now, we're going to be uh, hosting another Siyum. And hopefully it's scheduled for uh, right here in the morning on JM Sunday. We'll see if we can muster together for that. Yesterday was Rosh Chodesh, so today is the second day in the month of Shvat, 13th day in the month of January. Also, looking ahead a little bit, in two weeks from now, I believe uh, it is two weeks from now, I have to double-check the calendar, there's going to be a special presentation of JM Sunday. It's going to be a, uh, a north-south presentation of JM Sunday, and we'll talk to uh, we'll talk uh, more about that uh, about that later on. And uh, how do you like that? Someone's calling, and uh, yeah, don't don't you know? Yeah, we're doing a show. That's right. Well, we'll we'll get to that call in a uh, in a second. Hey, uh, JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama. It's more than a camera store. It's the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. And uh, that is, uh, they are located at 42 West 18th Street, New York City, 1-800-223-2500 for cameras, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and lots more. Adorama, imaging and beyond since 1975, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. We thank them for their sponsorship. Okay, here is uh, from Hask 15. It's a music-only medley. We're going to start off our Haska programming with this right now. Here on the stream, jmtheam.org. Matt Swine guest with you on a JM Sunday. Thanks for listening, everyone. Time in 10 years, please welcome Yisrael Lamb and the Philharmonic Experience.
score performance from a time for duets. Please welcome Shalshelis and Shalshelis Jr.
Shalshelis and Shalshelis Jr. Sorry, I stepped over Nachum's line there. I apologize. From the Hask 25 concert last year. And tonight is the uh, brand new Hask concert taking place in uh, in New York City. So that was uh, that was Shalshelis, Shalshelis Jr. Before that, a music medley from Hask 15. So a 10-year span there. Right here on JM Sunday, Mata Swine guest with you on a Sunday morning. Hope all is well. Hope you had a great week, a great Shabbos, great Rosh Chodesh yesterday. And uh, you are joining us this morning, the very, very beginning of a work week. It is uh, 7.31 on a Sunday morning, and uh, it's Eastern time here, so you know where we are. It is 47 degrees out, and it's very foggy in this New York, uh, New Jersey area where we are right now. So that's expected to clear up and burn away a little bit uh, later on today. Following uh, Rabbi Goldwasser, which uh, will be in just a couple of seconds, we expect to be joined by our news correspondent from Israel. And then back to music. And at 8 o'clock, don't forget, Mrs. Helen Hyde uh, is going to be joining us from England. And we'll be talking about her recent honor given to her by the Queen of England. So uh, that is something to look forward to. Then again, 8.30, Dr. Mark Singer talking to us about the flu and the importance of vaccination. And it's important to get the vaccine, whether uh, <laughs> whether it's a publicity stunt or not. Uh, you have to follow us. Uh, go on JM Sunday. You'll know what I'm talking about. Like us at that page. And uh, you will know exactly to what I refer. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Goin Rav David Kronglass offers an interesting explanation for the reluctance that some may have in expressing their hakorasatoiv. He notes that the beneficiary tends to perceive the extension of another's helpfulness as creating a sense of obligation. Now he is subservient to his benefactor. He illustrates this by citing the Posuk and Shmos, Vayoko Melachodosh, a new king arose who did not know of Yosef. One of the commentaries explains that Paro did in fact know Yosef. However, he didn't want to acknowledge all that he had done for the people of Egypt. He was afraid that that would afford Yosef dominance over him. Additionally, there are those who are challenged not only by the effort of remembering to say thank you, but also there may be certain personal issues that make it difficult for them to be grateful. When Agoin Rav Shalom was already old and weak, he once traveled to England. As he walked in the street one day, he fell. The next day, the great Goin fell a second time in his room. He wondered why he had fallen twice, but to his consternation, he could not find a reason to explain the accident. As he was in England, he decided to consult with the great Manchester Rosh Hashiva, Harav Yehuda Segal. They spoke for quite a while, and then the Rosh Hashiva offered his explanation. When Rav Shvadron had come to Europe, one of the children of a very close friend of his had been married. Over the years, the man had been a generous benefactor, and at this time, he had requested that Rav Shvadron participate in his simcha. Rav Shvajon, however, did not accept the invitation because of his infirmity. Yet, surmised the Manchester Rosh Hashiva, there is an issue of Akarasatoiv, and perhaps it is necessary to travel to America. 
Rav Shvadron immediately informed his followers that he would be leaving to the United States. He made all the arrangements and expected to arrive just in time for the last Sheva Brachos. He notified his host that he would be there before Shkia. Upon his arrival, he was greeted by many of his beloved students and friends who were waiting for him. He participated in the Simchas Chosam He addressed the crowds of people who participated in the very last Sheva Brocha celebration. Although he was physically exhausted, when he had returned from his trip, he had to rest for several days before he could resume his daily activities. Rav Shvadron's spirits were buoyed by the fact that he had fulfilled his obligation of Hakara Satov. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Thank you very much, Rabbi Goldwasser. It is 7.36 Eastern Time in the morning here on JM Sunday. Matis Wine guest with you. And we go right to Israel to be joined by Hannah Levi-Julian, our correspondent from Israel. She is a senior correspondent and an editor for the Israel National News English Division and a news broadcaster in Israel. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. What's doing in Israel? I know you're in a, a, t- a tight space and a time constraint, so give us the, <laughs> give us the headlines. What's been happening in the, uh, in the snow-blanketed uh, country of Israel? Well, thank God some of it at least is not snow-blanketed. In, in the sunny, bright, and beautiful town of B'nai Brak, it is not even remotely snow-blanketed. It's beautiful today. Um, and everyone is rejoicing in the fact that Rav Ovadia Yosef has gone home from Hadassah in Karim Hospital in Jerusalem. Yeah, the 92-year-old spiritual leader of the Shas Sephardic Party, the uh, religious party, uh, the Sephardic religious party, uh, has really, really celebrated the fact that the spiritual leader has gone home. That news came out about half an hour ago. He was released this morning, uh, very early. Um, the uh, the rabbi who is elderly had a mild stroke yesterday on Shabbos and was taken to Inkarim, which is a world-renowned hospital. And he was resting comfortably, and he was entirely alert and uh, verbal throughout, but uh, the stroke affected him a little bit. Um, and now he's okay, now he's fine, he's got to rest, he's been told to rest, and he will rest at home. He's fine. He was uh, kibitzing with people, and uh, was talking about what Jerusalem was like 70 years ago, and uh, is continuing to do his studies and everything else, but he's been told he really has got to rest. Resting will take place at home, and not at the hospital where everyone on the planet may try to visit him. Thank God, so thank God. That's the first God. thing. <laughs> Hashem. So that's first of all. Um, another uh, bit of news that is interesting is that the very, very large Likud party uh, is putting out fires within its own party with one week to go to the elections. Uh, Moshe Feiglin, who is the head of the Jewish leadership faction within the party, started a controversy uh, on two fronts, number one, by suggesting that every Palestinian family be given half a million dollars to leave Judea and Samaria, and also uh, by um, encouraging soldiers to disobey orders 
uh, when it comes to evacuating Jewish families from their homes if they're ordered to do so uh, in any of the uh, territories in Judea and Samaria. So that in the areas of where the Palestinian Authority might possibly want to take land. So that's, uh, that's a problem because Moshe Feigman's part of the Likud. Benjamin Netanyahu, who is currently prime minister, who is head of the Likud, uh, which is the party in which Feigman is number 23 on the list, has disavowed those remarks and has said as leader of the Likud party that those remarks have no place in the party. So there's some controversy and some warfare going on within the party itself. That's not new, by the way. Netanyahu has spent a long time trying to put that fire out. Feiglin has been a thorn in his side for many, many years. The fact that he got on the list at all uh, shows a growing tendency, a growing trend within the party towards uh, a right-wing movement. So there's that going on as well. In addition, uh, former Prime Minister Ehud Olmert, uh, also coming in from the, uh, from the left, um, said on Friday that um, Prime Minister Netanyahu had spent 11 billion shekels, that comes to $3 billion, uh, said he spent it unnecessarily on defense-related issues last year, um, on things that were related to defense that he said the country would never need, um, mostly related to Iran. Netanyahu made a response this morning on Galei Tzahal, on IDF Army Radio, saying that not one shekel was wasted, that he would not discuss every single defense-related issue. Some of it's top secret, and some of this is classified information. You cannot go discussing this publicly, I mean, obviously. Um, but he pointed out that some of that was related to the most recent operation in which we had to fight a mini-war against Hamas, Islamic Jihad, um, and some of the other terrorist organizations in Gaza. And the fact is that hundreds of thousands of Israelis were protected in that war by some of the technology that was used. So... This is what's happening in Israel at the moment, aside from the fact that we have just beautiful, beautiful weather. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, unbelievable. The pictures, you know, the, the pictures that we saw of the, uh, uh, we saw the pictures of the Prime Minister having fun with his family, uh, having a snowball fight. Of course, I think some of the media reported that, uh, that the Prime Minister was launching uh, missiles against, uh, you know, his, uh, his snowball missiles against his enemies and, uh, you know, spinning yeah, it. But, you know. <laughs> You have to be a little creative when you're using missiles. Of course. Everything you have at hand, even snow, you Of know. course, of course. Now, uh, as you mentioned, as you mentioned, the election is taking place next week on the 22nd. So that means on uh, next Sunday's JM Sunday, we are going to have a bit of an expanded uh, analysis, pre, pre-election analysis from you and uh, find out what your predictions are, uh, will Absolutely. be for, uh, for the, um, for the upcoming election, and uh, and that is great. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you, Hanalevi Julian, direct from Israel here on JM Sunday. My pleasure. Have a great week, everybody. You too, and thanks again for joining us. Hanalevi Julian joins us every Sunday morning here on the stream on JM Sunday, giving us news from Israel live, and uh, she lets us know 
what is going on. You know, I also read a report before. I, I know that the Hannah's time was limited this morning, so I didn't get into it with her, but there was a delegation of uh, American uh, politicians who uh, uh, there was in Israel over the uh, last week, and uh, one of them was uh, one of them was Rand Paul, and he is a uh, a senator from Kentucky. Last night he had a few very uh, interesting statements, and he was pretty strong on them. He he said first he came here. I'll quote it. I came here to show that I am supportive of the relationship between Israel and America. And uh, he basically said, and I quote, it's none of our business, meaning America's business, whether Israel builds new neighborhoods in East Jerusalem or withdraws from the Golan Heights. And uh, he said, I'm paraphrasing, that the U.S. should not tell Israel how to defend itself. Uh, he, uh, he did talk about the... Uh, the fact that he was disappointed that so much money is given to uh, other foreign countries, and uh, right after that aid is given, you'll see rioters climbing on roofs of embassies, taking down and burning the U.S. flag. So uh, he feels that uh, some of that aid should not be given anymore to those countries, but he absolutely reaffirmed uh, the relationship, the strong relationship between Israel and the United States. I believe he's a first-time, a first-term senator from Kentucky. Uh, so that was uh, pretty strong statements coming out from uh, from the senator. It's 7:45 Eastern Time here on the stream. JM Sunday. Don't forget, it's brought to you by Adorama, which is more than a camera store. It's the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. Adorama is located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. The number to reach them is 800-223-2500. It's 800-223-2500. For all your camera needs, audiovisual, electronics, portable entertainment, iPads, iPods, much, much more. Adorama, imaging and beyond since 1975, the official sponsor of an official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going back to some Hask music here. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll be joined direct from uh, England by Helen Hyde. Hyde. Excuse me, Helen Hyde. And we'll be having a little discussion with her. And then at 8.30, one of our uh, medical correspondents, Dr. Mark Singer, will talk about the importance of getting a flu vaccination in this uh, in this season. So back to the music here on JM Sunday. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We're having a great time here on the stream, jmtheam.org. Let us begin what is sure to be the most unforgettable time for music ever.
of the Helikir Rabbi Baby. 
So 25 years ago on this very stage, a very young man said three words before singing the next song that became synonymous with the Haas concerts. Are you ready? So much traffic in New York City. Give me music. Come on, let's go. Crucial words of Roshani Yom Kippur.
about that. That was uh, Shlomo Katz <laughs> here on a JM Sunday. That was uh, Shlomo Katz with uh, Vieda live from uh, Melbourne. Well, the album is entitled Live from Melbourne. He's not live from Melbourne. He recorded this a while back when he was live in Melbourne. And before that, an opening medley from last year's Hask concert. Don't forget that tonight is the big Hask concert, number 26. And uh, it is going to be absolutely I'm sure an amazing, amazing concert. And uh, it is right now, 8 o'clock in the morning, here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you, your uh, your host for this wonderful show. I call it wonderful. I think it's wonderful. I hope a lot of you out there think it's wonderful. I thank you all for listening on the stream at jmandtheam.org and nachamsegel.com. We are part of the Nachum Siegel Network. And it's a great thing uh, for sure. There's so much programming. I'll be discussing our programming uh, later on today. The stream goes all day long with uh, with great shows. And uh, coming up right after this at 9 o'clock will be an encore presentation of Charlie Harari. And uh, throughout the day, some great, uh, great programming. And, of course, the music stream, which Mark Zamek takes care of so wonderfully. Uh, and, uh, and then coming up at 8.30... We'll have a discussion with one of our medical consultants, Dr. Mark Singer, on the topic of the flu and the importance of uh, the importance of uh, getting a vaccination, because it is that time of year and it is extremely important to uh, to get a vaccination for the flu. Well, Helen Hyde has been head teacher of the Watford Grammar School for Girls for 25 years bringing it to an outstanding Ofsted rating. She makes a national contribution by training schools across the country in the use of thinking tools and in her role as president of the Freedom and Autonomy for Schools National Association. And she is also a fellow of Holocaust Studies at the Imperial War Museum. The, uh, the honor list for 2013 came out a couple of weeks ago, and Mrs. Helen Hyde has been uh, given the honor of being named a Dame Commander of the Most Excellent Order of the British Empire. It is a great honor and pleasure to welcome Dame Helen Hyde to JM Sunday. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you very much. You're welcome. Good, Good afternoon to you, of course. Again? Good afternoon to you. And it, oh, yes. yes we, good afternoon yeah. to me. That's quite right. So uh, how did you first find out that you were going to receive this honor? Did you did you wake up one morning and, and you were told, um, Mrs. Hyde, the Queen is on the phone for you? <laughs> <laughs> no. I received a letter after, after work one day and held the letter in my hand and said to my husband, there's no way I can take time off school or work to do jury service. It looks that <laughs> official. And I, you know, when I opened the letter, there was no word about jury service. So it came as a total and utter shock to me. 
Wow, wow. And uh, this is, of course, a great honor. Uh, it, is, uh, it names you as part of the Order of the British Empire, of course. That's right. And is, it is for your work as, uh, in general education throughout the country. Uh, you are, as I mentioned before, the, uh, the headmistress of the Watford School for Girls. Uh, that, that is a, um, I, I believe the, the system is a little different. It starts at what you'd call year seven. Yes, which uh, is 11-year-olds. It 11 starts years. with 11-year-olds and it ends with 18-year-olds. And there are over 1,300 girls in my school. Wow. Now, this is a, a general education school. It's not a Jewish school per se. It's a general no, it's education school. it's not a Jewish school. school. It's right. um, the most multi-ethnic school in the area. Well, you probably don't know about it, but it's called Hertfordshire. Uh-huh. It's very, very mixed. So we have Jewish children, we have Muslim children, we have Hindu children, everything. Wow. And the uh, honor that you received for general education, what is it, uh, in a nutshell, can you encapsulate that um, you've done and promote in terms of education uh, that, that you feel you know, certainly warranted this great honor? Well, I sit on a number of ministerial committees because one of the the drivers for me is to enable schools in this country to use the freedoms and the autonomies that the government has allowed in order to drive up standards. And so, for example, if a budget arrives in a school, it's the head and the governors to allocate that so that the maximum amount of benefit appears in the classroom. Um, so I'm involved in leadership training, in, government tra- in governor training, student uh, work, anything that drives, that, that enables head teachers to realize that they have an enormous amount of autonomy and they can change their schools, drive their schools forward. So that's the one aspect. The other aspect is that I was trained by um, the organization that Edward de Bono runs, Six Hat Thinking and Court Training. It's a marvelously simple, fun way of learning to think. And I've been all over the country, particularly in our junior schools, training teachers in order to train them uh, so they can teach their children. And all my students, all my staff in my school are trained to use thinking tools. So that's in an, on the national side. My school particularly is now a training school for thinking skills. Um, but we're also a training school for new teachers and new head teachers. So, so cer- that's, that's a nutshell. Certainly your expertise is known far and wide then in the uh, educational circles. And, uh, and, and, of course, it came to the attention of the Queen who bestowed the honor upon you. Have you had the uh, ceremony yet, or is there a particular ceremony? Uh, yes, at there which- is a ceremony, but no, I haven't had it, and I don't really know when it's going to take place. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll call up and try to find that uh, for you. <laughs> That would be lovely if you could. Could you find out whether she's going to put the sword on my shoulder? Yeah, right. right. Now, this uh, I did not know much about uh, the um, the pomp and circumstance, if you will, of the uh, of the awards and the honors. But uh, certainly, it is actually uh, uh, yours. I think is the second highest honor of the uh, of the entire order, uh, which it is, is uh, and it's overwhelming for me. Um, it's not something that my, my background is I'm a South African mm-hmm. from a Jewish, Jewish mother and father, came to this country in 1970. So in South Africa, we don't have any form of hierarchy, no form of honor system. Right. 
Um, but then I've worked all my adult life for this, for, for the UK and for education sure. here. Well, according to one of the articles I read, you, you were quoted as saying, becoming a dame hasn't changed anything. But, no, I, but I did notice that on the website for your school, you, uh, you thanked everyone for the well wishes and the kind words, and you signed your name as Dame Helen Hyde, DBE, which uh, of course is very important. Well, I think important. you're quite right to point to that, and that has changed. And I had to think long and hard, and it took weeks and weeks and weeks, because I knew about the award before it was made public. I knew at the end of October. We weren't allowed to say anything. And talking to my family and to my staff in particular, they felt if, if I've accepted the honor and using the title will bring honor on my, my teaching staff, because without them, I wouldn't have the the confidence to go out and do all this national work. I need to trust my staff 100% to drive up standards in my school, and then I can go out and help other people do it. Exactly. So the honor, of course, the honor is is yours, but you take it rightfully so as being an honor for all the work and the help that you've received and all that you're able to do for others, uh, which is exactly why you've received it. 8.08 in the morning Eastern Time here on JM Sunday, Mata Swinegast, with you being joined live from England, uh, Dame Helen Hyde, who has received a uh, an honor from the Queen of England, uh, the honor to be bestowed at some point in the near future, um, Knight Commander, Dame Commander, rather, of the most excellent order of the British Empire. Uh, you are certainly also known for your Holocaust studies and Holocaust teaching. Yes. Uh, and uh, some of the uh, statements that I have read, uh, it, it basically that you have devoted your life to educating children and adults alike about the Holocaust. You have led uh, trips to countries that were once full of Jews, uh, thriving countries, uh, Jewish communities, and in some areas there's no one left there. Uh, I'd like to talk about that for a moment, and uh, also you were one of the few people to testify at the trial of Ivan Demyanyuk a couple of years back, uh, who was um, a, a guard at Sobibor, where I believe your relatives perished, and uh, I want to talk about how, how that uh, experience was. Uh, but uh, in terms of Holocaust education, what is the state of Holocaust education in uh, the British Empire there, and uh, how do you approach it? Um, in the UK, particularly in London, there are two outstanding organizations that organize training, well, three actually, that organize training for teachers to tackle uh, the teaching of the Holocaust. The Holocaust, Holocaust education is compulsory for the first three years, to take place within the first three years of secondary education. But uh, many, many teachers feel overwhelmed by the subject, don't feel that they know enough about it, etc. So um, in terms of my school, 23 people have already been trained to teach it. Um, and they range from every area of the curriculum, right across all the subjects. Um, I run the biggest Holocaust conference in the country where I have over 300, sometimes 400 students at the end of their, their, their secondary education, plus members of the public coming in. I bring in historians, well-known historians who talk, 15 or 16 survivors and 15 or 16 workshops. So the students have an opportunity to talk to a survivor in a small group of 30 I also run 
um, a memorial service on the 27th, well, next, uh, 21st of July this year, where we will be putting on a play written with us and a survivor about the survivor's life. So in terms of my school, Holocaust education goes very, very deep. Did I read, I'm sorry to interrupt, did I read that um, you have a Holocaust uh, day this month in your school? Yes, on the 23rd of January. Mm -hmm. And then we have the major one on the 7th of November. Um, But what I also do, which is of interest, is I've been taking trips to Holocaust-touched countries for the last 15 or 20 years. An example is I'm going in February with some students, first to Berlin, and then we will follow what happened to the Berlin Jews and land up in, in Krakow in Poland. Um, but I've been to Hungary, I've been to many, many countries, uh, both with students, but in the last five years with adult groups. And I've actually had some Americans joining me as well, which is wonderful. They've flown over and spent a week with me in in Poland, really. Excellent. It must be difficult, uh, though, sometimes when you speak to people about Holocaust education, and I would say, let's say, to Jewish children, uh, to focus on for now for a second, there, and I know this happens here in the United States in many schools where uh, the level of uh, Jewish observance, let's say, or, or culture may not be that strong, uh, yet the uh, curriculum includes uh, Holocaust studies. And the feeling sometimes is that, of course, it's important to study uh, about the Holocaust and know what happened, but what happens with the students? Do they feel, as let's say, as, again, as the Jewish students, that um, they feel they're Jewish and they equate what happened with them, they get the feeling of, oh, this is what it means to have been Jewish or to be Jewish? I don't think that is a predominant feeling amongst Jewish students that I come across with. Good. Um, the students that I, I work with are very, very interested in the area in the area of study. They're very keen to learn more. They want to talk to survivors, and they want to talk to second-generation survivors, if you like. Um, where I think some issues... Some people in, in, in many countries come across something called Holocaust fatigue. They think that too much has been done on the Holocaust, mm-hmm. and my view is the Holocaust needs to be studied for, for its own sake because it was an unprecedented event in our history. Absolutely. And it also needs to be looked... Uh, there's a very famous hi- historian, a Jewish historian called Yehuda Bauer um, from Yad Vashem, and his view is that it is unprecedented, but the precedent has now been set. And therefore, it is... He views it as a type of warning for us all um, to be aware of it. And it, The Holocaust is used in so many areas in education. It's used to look at persecution, discrimination, how different people play different roles in this. Uh, Not only is it important for our historical knowledge, but it's important for students to realize that actually the world shifted on its axis and all our moral codes and our social codes are not that firm and strong. And, you know, perhaps a similar thing could happen somewhere else to other people, I don't know. Absolutely, absolutely. 8.15 in the morning here on JM Sunday. My guest is Dame Helen Hyde, uh, who was uh, recently given an award uh, by the Queen uh, for her work in general education, and we're discussing with her uh, 
in particular Holocaust studies now. Uh, for a minute before we end, uh, a couple of years back you testified, I believe, at a trial. I didn't testify. Oh, you didn't testify. I went for my, there's one surviving, my father's family died at Sovivor. Uh-huh. His, his sister and so His sister had a daughter called Judith, who's a very close friend of mine, that's my cousin. She didn't want to go to the trial, so I went in her place. Ah, okay. And that was in the um, trial of Ivan Demyanyuk, who was a, a guard at uh, at Sobibor and yeah. who was responsible for the death of, uh, I mean, in Sobibor was uh, upwards of 30,000 people. Uh, I, I read uh, at the time you said that uh, you were not sure if he would uh, actually face his retribution uh, because uh, he was in ill health at the time and uh, and you were afraid that he would die peacefully before his retribution was delivered. Uh, he he ended up being convicted, I believe, in 2011, and he, he passed. Was convicted, and, yes. and he died earlier uh, last year, in March of last year. Yes, I understood that. To be honest, I was delighted that he was convicted, and that's all. That's fine. Yes. I, I wasn't expecting anything more to take place, just for him to then be forgotten. Now, were you in the uh, courtroom when during the part of the trial? Yes, I was. I I, I have to ask days. you, how, how did you actually? How were you able to look into the face of evil there? And I found it extremely difficult. I was, uh, it was awful. But I have to say I was supported by um, some German friends. Well, I only met them. They picked me up at the airport and they looked after me. They, um, their families, they were pure German, not Jewish. Their families suffered big persecution because they were politically um, active. And they just adopted me. And they sat with me every minute of the trial. The translators gave me um, earphones so that I could hear it in English as well as in German. And when I heard the words in German, Vernichtungslager, my father was German, so mm-hmm. um, I understood a lot of it. I just found it awful. Um, and I found the whole, for me, charade of what Demyanyuk was carrying out in the court horrendous. But when the, when the judgment was arrived at, I can't say I got up and threw my arms up, but I felt that that was right. He was convicted. He was guilty. But then, you know, when afterwards he was put into some sort of distant home, and then I believe he filed to go to a higher court of appeal. But right. that never happened. But then he did. Well, at least the uh, justice... Uh prevailed in that case, yeah, and uh, yeah. the, the world was able to see it. You know, over here, what we heard uh, for many years was the, the whole back and forth about his being extradited to Germany, and yes, they never, right. you know, actually had a trial. There was, there was one trial, and then it turned out that seemed to have been a, uh, the wrong identity, and then he was, right. he was tried again. So, you know, it's, it's probably one of, the, um, one of the last Holocaust trials that, uh, that will have taken well, place. Well, I must uh, pay public credit to a German ex-judge. His name is Thomas Walter. Um, he has spent most of his, most of the, of the recent years, 15, 20 years, at a center outside Munich or in Germany trying to track down these, um, these criminals in his own country and elsewhere. And if it wasn't for his work, they would never have managed to carry this trial off. He was the chief witness against Demyanyuk. It's, it's not uh, easy. It's, it's extremely difficult, to say the least, and we hope that he continues to... Uh, That's right. To continue. Uh, uh, 
Dame Helen Hyde, I want to thank you so much. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you join us here on JM Sunday this morning. Uh, we hope to uh, hear from you again, and uh, maybe uh, uh, when it comes time for the uh, the programs that you had mentioned about the Holocaust uh, studies, uh, the Holocaust um, uh, programs, the public programs, you know, we can find out what's going on there. So our listeners uh, overseas, across the pond, as you say, uh, can can join you over there. And again, I want to thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you very much for listening. You're welcome, Dame Helen Hyde, of uh, of England, uh, named as a uh, as an honoree. And the list of 2013 New Year's honors to the uh, most excellent order of the British Empire, named as Dame Commander by the Queen for her role in general education. And thank her so much for joining us this morning. It's 8.20 Eastern Time on the stream. And uh, coming up at around 8.30, we'll be joined by Dr. Mark Singer to talk about the flu and uh, the importance of getting vaccination. Vaccinations, don't forget that... Uh, that we'll be here until 9 o'clock. Nachum will be back tomorrow morning at 6 a.m., bright and early, with uh, J.M. in the a.m., starting off another another great week on the uh, on the live stream. And uh, we will be uh, we'll let you know what other programs are coming up during the day. Well, I'll let you know now that at 9 o'clock, uh, Charlie Harari with the Book of Life will be uh, presented, an encore presentation. JM Sunday is brought to you by Adorama, more than a camera store, the official electronics retailer of the Nahum Siegel Network, 42 West 18th Street, New York City. The number to call there is 1-800-223-2500. That's the number to call for cameras, audiovisual equipment, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and much more. Adorama, imaging and beyond since 1975, official sponsor of the Nahum Siegel Network, Right now we go back to some Hask music. Here is David Gabe on JM Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, David Gabe!
singing alone I've been known to do But it's not the same As singing with you I've walked alone Yeah, I know it's true And it's not the same As dancing with you Life is so much better With harmony together We could outstone many weather With harmony, harmony together Many colors blend as one Me, you and everyone Our harmony is hard to fight It could shine away the darkest night Soon they'll lay down their guns and knives No more dark clouds in the skies Enemies will walk away Singing softly as they say Life is so much better With harmony together Life is so much better In harmony together I've seen the end And there's nothing new It's all about the unity of me and you He may be different no matter what you do But in his heart and soul he knows these words are true Life is so much better with harmony together We could outstorm many weather With harmony, harmony together Many colors blend as one Me, you and everyone Our harmony is hard to fight It could shine away the darkest night Soon they'll lay down their guns and knives No more dark clouds in the skies Enemies will walk away Singing softly as they say Life is so much better With harmony together Life is so much better In harmony together
Harmony Eighth Day with All You Got here on JM Sunday. Before that, David Gabe with Ligabe from Hask 20. It's 8.30 in the morning. Eastern Time here on the stream, jmtheam.org, nachumsiegel.com. And again, my thanks to Dame Helen Hyde. It was really a, a pleasure to have that interview with her and discuss with her uh, her award, her honor that she received from the Queen of England. <laughs> I like saying that. Uh, and uh, we'll get to Dr. Mark in just a couple of seconds. I wanted to remind you that uh, Nachum will be back on live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on the uh, on the airways at uh, JM and the AM, 91.1 FM on the dial, 90.1 up in the Catskills area and around the world, jmandam.org, coming up after the show. An encore presentation of the Book of Life with uh, Charlie Harari. And right now we go to uh, one of our medical correspondents uh, live on the phone, Dr. Mark Singer, who is uh, whose practice is in internal medicine and cardiology. And he joins us this morning to talk about the recent flu epidemic. Good morning, Dr. Mark. How are you? And welcome to JM Sunday. Great, great. I'm going to have to pump up the volume here as much as possible because I know that you are traveling uh, right now. So if we could just spend a few minutes, uh, it's been reported all over the news that the um, flu epidemic has uh, hit everyone hard, uh, more so than in the in the previous uh, few years, and a lot more people are going to uh, going to the hospital and uh, feeling the. Um, feeling the effects of the flu. Now, I would surmise that that is because those people have not received yet, <clears throat> well, it's too late for them, I guess, but they have not received the flu vaccine. Is that correct? Only partially correct, and what you said is also partially correct. First of all, there are strains of the flu that are resistant to the current flu vaccine. When, we, when the flu vaccine for the season is designed and manufactured, Based on what's been seen in Europe and what's been seen in the previous year, occasionally we do get strains in the United States that are not covered by the flu vaccine. Ah, the so is, they look at they look at the history of the types of vaccines, uh, the type of flu, and each flu strain might be a little bit different in its makeup. And the the best guess, if you will is based on history and the expectation of what will be, but that will not necessarily cover the exact strain of flu that someone may get. It is correct. Okay. And the other thing is, even if you've already had the flu, as you mentioned, it is not too late to get a flu shot because there are other strains that you want to be resistant to. Uh-huh. So be- best thing is you should check with your doctor. Now, what, what we always hear is that young and old... Uh, should get this flu shot. Very young, even even babies, and certainly the elderly. Is that correct? That is very correct. My general rule is, number one, if you cannot afford to be sick. Number two, if you've got other what we call comorbidities or other illnesses that a flu might tip you over. And number three, if you are exposed to a lot of people who could be sick, for example, teachers, Teachers who are around little kids, little kids usually come in with the flu, and teachers will be exposed to that. The other group that I'm very much vigilant about are healthcare workers, doctors, nurses, etc. They really should be vaccinated against the flu as well. 
So unlike other uh, diseases or other illnesses such as, let's say, chickenpox, that once you get it, uh, pretty much you're not going to get that again because that virus is still in you a little bit. That's not the case with the flu. Uh, am I correct that that's not the case with the flu? If you had a flu last year, doesn't mean you won't get it this year, or is that not correct? That is very, very correct because it may be a different virus from year to year or a different strain of the same virus. Uh huh. And the flu season basically runs from when to when. When, when are we looking at now that it's important to get this? I usually tell people fall, winter, and into the spring. So after Rosh Hashanah until Pesach is a good way to think about it. So it's not too late uh, now, and certainly people should uh, make every effort to get the uh, the flu vaccine. Uh, as soon as possible. I know they're they're available all over. You go to drugstores, you can set up appointments to get a flu vaccine. I, I assume that those uh, those locations would be okay. Also, I mean, certainly you should visit your doctor, but uh, you know, get get it wherever you can. That's reputable, obviously. Quite honestly, true. In fact, uh, the 24-hour pharmacies are fully open and stocked. Um, the governor of the state of New York yesterday declared a state of emergency, which now allows vaccines to be given to anyone from two years up to 18. Prior to that state of emergency, pharmacies were not allowed to give it to uh, children of that age. Was that because of the uh, supply and demand? It's just mostly the demand. We want, they want everyone vaccinated as much as possible. Uh-huh. Now, and you mentioned something, uh, I, I'm sorry, sorry, you mentioned something about uh, about, we were talking about supply and demand and, and getting it. Uh, it. It seems like every couple of days, then in the, in the news, we hear that there is not a supply, enough supply. Uh, it, I mean, certainly it's a long process to create these vaccines, but knowing that so many people want it and, and the promotion is out there, why aren't there enough? It's maybe just the limited number of manufacturers, and don't forget, um, there's a limit to what they can supply. They have no idea what the demand would be, and with the demand being as high as it is now, um, it seems that they may yet run out. So far, it does not look like it. Uh, three years ago with the flu season, there was a problem with one of the manufacturing houses uh, issuing flu vaccines, so there was a natural flu shortage, a flu supply shortage. We don't have that this year. Uh, I've had no problem getting my supply from my distributors. I know a lot of the uh, other pharmacies that have not had any trouble getting it. I don't think any doctor's offices are running out of flu shots yet. Okay. Uh, now, in terms of symptoms, uh, people do run to the emergency room if they feel flu-like symptoms. Uh, sometimes, am I correct, they really don't have to necessarily, but they should take care of themselves once they feel that the uh, flu symptoms are upon them. Correct. I mean, most important thing to do when you get the flu, keep up on your fluids, Tylenol or Advil. Uh, there is zero role, and I can't stress this enough, there is no role for antibiotics. There is something called Tamiflu, which may shorten the course, but you need to start that medicine within 24 to 48 hours of the flu. There is no need to go to the emergency room or a hospital if you have the flu. You may not even want to go see your doctor. Please remember that if you're going to the hospital, you're going to expose yourself to many more germs and pothole superinfections. The only reason to consider any of the uh, other treatments for antibiotics or going to the hospital is if you're elderly, 
if your immune system is compromised and you're worried about what we call super infection, whether or not the flu sets you up for another, even worse, bacterial infection. Okay, and also, you might want to have to go and also if the symptoms um, become progressively worse, if you're running a, a very high fever, a high fever that does not uh, react to, um, to the, to the uh, aspirin or whatever you're taking, or, or you have, uh, you know, I guess you're, if you have extended chills and body aches that you just can't, uh, can't fight off and something has to be done. Right. Usually the flu will run its course within five to seven days. Anything more than three or four days, if you're not feeling better, seek medical attention. Uh, emergency rooms and hospitals are overrun with patients. See if you can get into the doctor's office. It'll be a whole lot easier and safer for you. Sure. And the flu, the flu symptoms can come up, uh, upon you pretty quickly from what I understand, just within the uh, three to six hours once they start coming on. So you could be Correct. fine in the morning. By the afternoon, boom, you're, you're already hit with it. And, uh, and the best thing is if you get those uh, symptoms early, just like you said, take it easy, you try to rest up, and, uh, and just monitor your, uh, your symptoms. Remember what my mom said? Hot tea and chicken soup go a long way. <laughs> right, exactly. That's the motto. That's the motto here on JM Sunday. Dr. Mark Singer, uh, a, uh, an expert in the field of uh, internal medicine and cardiology. Thank you for joining us on JM Sunday, and uh, we wish you uh, continued health and success in treating others. Thank you very much, and good health to you and your listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It is uh, 8.39 in the morning, Eastern Time, here on JM Sunday. Matt Deswine guest with you, and we're going to go back to the music. Here is Deddy. Uh, I'm not sure from which Hask uh, year this is from, from which Hask year this is, but uh, yep, here is Deddy on JM Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure and distinction at this time to welcome the Worldwide Ambassador for the Hask Summer Program. Put your hands together for the magnificent and incredible Teddy!
The appearance of Shlomo Kalbach at the Hess concert was absolutely amazing, and the crowd, as you heard, went wild, and uh, he's been sorely missed over the years. Uh, that was a presentation from one of the previous Hess concerts here on JM Sunday, which, by the way, as I've been mentioning, is brought to you by Adorama. 
That's right. It's more than a camera store. It's the official electronics retailer of the Nachum Siegel Network. Their phone number is 1-800-223-2500. 1-800-223-2500. They are located at 42 West 18th Street in New York City. For all your camera needs, your audiovisual equipment needs, electronics, portable entertainment, iPods, iPads, and much more, Adorama, Imaging and Beyond since 1975, official sponsor of the Nachum Siegel Network. Matis Weingast with you here on a Sunday morning. We call this show JM Sunday, 7 to 9 in the morning on the stream, thenachumsiegel.com, part of the Nachum Siegel Network. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Charlie Harari with an encore presentation of the Book of Life. Tomorrow morning, Nachum is on from 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock, JM in the AM, beginning of the uh, of the JM in the AM week, live on the stream and on the air at 91.1 FM. Following Nachum tomorrow morning, The Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. And uh, there are going to be songs that uh, are from some of the Israel dance groups. Mayor Milim will shine some light on the word Kodesh. Ha, I wonder if that's a pun intended. Uh, yesterday was Rosh Kodesh, so he'll be discussing that. And uh, you'll find out, as usual, why it's not exactly what you think it means. His segment, Now and Then, Be'amim Ha'em Bazman Hazeh, looks back at events in Israel that took place this week over 20 years ago. So that's coming up on the stream at 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, immediately following JM in the AM with Nachum Siegel. We're going to end off today with another another selection from uh, Hask, a, a classic, classic uh, Hask uh, piece that will come up in, in just a few seconds. And looking ahead, next week we're going to try. Usually we, we don't announce a, a, a program if we, unless we have the, uh, the, the guest on. But I'll tell you what I'm trying to do for next week is to have some people join us who can discuss the issue of credit and uh, the importance of checking your credit scores and credit reports on a regular basis, uh, what to do if you find that... Uh, there are mistakes or problems with your credit report. Is there anything you can do? How credit affects you? Can you check your reports and not get affected by actually checking your reports? Which some people believe that uh, that is a problem. Uh, so we're going to try to get all those answers next week. And in two weeks from now, we're going to have a split show because Nachum will be down in Florida for the Team Yachad uh, Marathon. And... Uh, we're going to have the split. Uh, I believe I'm doing the first uh, half of the show up here. And then uh, since it will be very difficult for me to fly down in between the first and second hours, uh, Nachum is going to be uh, doing the show uh, down in Florida, I believe, for the second hour. So we'll have more information on that. Make sure to like us. Go to JM and the AM. Excuse me. Go to JM Sunday on Facebook, the JM Sunday Facebook page, and uh, like us there. Like the page, we're getting up to uh, towards 100, climbing towards 100. By the way, I forgot, I didn't give out any calendars today. The beautiful JM365 calendar developed by Yessi Zweig, who does the Z-Report on the stream during uh, one of the lunches during the week on Wednesdays. Uh, so send me an email, matis at nachamsiegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at nachamsiegel.com. The first Two emailers will receive a copy of the beautiful calendar. We're sending all those out from the previous week, uh, previous week's winners uh, and recipients in the coming days. So get in there, matis at nachamsegel.com. Here now 
is uh, a small piece of heaven from one of the previous Hass concerts on JM Sunday. Na, 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 Some people wonder, others may say, whenever adversity Passes their way. Let me run, let me hide. Oh, I must close my eyes. By the time that they're open, it just might fade away. Not you, dear friends, you know just what to do. When faced with a challenge, you always come through. And you've painted a smile on the face of a child Helping to make sure that his dreams come true There's a small piece of heaven in everyone's heart A glorious gift from above It will sparkle and shine if we each do our part to reach out and touch it with love. So we thank you tonight for doing your share for the gift of bright sunshine and fresh country air. But although that's a fact, you've done much more than that. You've shown these dear children just how much you care There's a small piece of heaven In everyone's heart A glorious gift from above It will sparkle and shine If we each do our part To reach out and touch it with love Na, na Till next year, dear friends, till we meet here again. Let's raise up our voices, sing out this song. There's a small piece of heaven in everyone's heart. The glory is given from It will sparkle and shine if we each do our
one of the classics from Hask of uh, previous years. And uh, we know everybody's going to have a great time tonight at the Hask concert. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. It's a very worthwhile cause. And uh, it is something that uh, it is absolutely amazing. So we'll hear all about it. I'm sure Nachum will have a report tomorrow morning on JM in the AM. So till next week, Matas Weingast with JM Sunday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>